everybody. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment on today's Gone Outdoor Radio. You're listening to Kello News Talk and KWSN in the Sioux Falls area and KFGO, the Mighty 790 in the Fargo-Moorhead area and beyond. Uh, we're going to chat with Mr. Scott Mackner. He is a good friend of ours. He is better known as 330 Maniac uh, because of his trapping exploits. He's one of the best-known trappers in the country. But we're not going to talk about trapping. We could. We could very easily talk trapping. Talk a long time about that. You know, his his nickname <laughs> is actually Trapper. So, you know, you can imagine how much trapping this guy does. But he's also, when he's not trapping, he's spending time either in his boat, in his lund boat, out on the water, or he's out on the ice. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? We're doing pretty darn well. Um, so what we wanted to get you on to talk about, and be, just because of your knowledge on this, is we're going to chat about ice fishing rods a little bit. If you go to a retail store right now or look online, there are so many different brands, so many different models, sizes, lengths, weights, you know, of, of ice fishing rods. And the average guy, even some of us experienced guys, can get a little confused sometimes because there's so many different options. Me, for one, I highly recommend that you go to your local retail store instead of buying something online. Unless you've used these rods before, you know exactly what you're looking for. So you can hold it, feel it, and talk to the people that are making these rods or set rep- representing these rods. But custom rods are becoming very popular. I know you uh, do a lot of work with a custom rod company. But what are some things that people need to take into consideration when... There's a bunch of things people need to take into consideration when they're looking for a new new ice rod, especially if it's a very good, high-quality ice rod. And I think one of the first things is the species. What species of fish are they after? Walleye rods, whether it's a walleye rod, crappie rod, panfish rod, whatever. Um, is that the first thing you look at when, when you go to buy a new rod? Is What's the first thing you're looking for? The first thing I'm looking for is, like I said, I, I think about exactly what kind of species I want to target and, you know, what I'm going to be looking for in that rod. Uh, me, myself, you know, I have various different rods. Um, but if I'm looking to fish, say, crappies or, or sunfish or something, I'm going to be looking for a rod that's more, uh, like, not, that have, a rod that would have a bite indicator versus, um, like, a walleye rod or a perch rod or something like that that has more feel to it when the bite happens. So, all right, Scott. So for people, when you say bite indicator, uh, some people will go, well, isn't that what my rod is? I look at my rod and my rod bounces, which means I got a fish, you know, and they're, they're partially right, but explain exactly what that is. So with the particular rod that I run, you know, I run tuned up custom rods. Um, there's, there's a couple of different panfish options there. You have a precision noodle and you have a bull whip. And the last roughly four inches of that rod is actually a high visibility colored, like a bright green or a bright or a bright yellow. Uh, that way, you know, in whatever conditions, um, you'll be able to look at the tip of that rod and you'll be able to actually see a bite happening versus feeling it through the rod itself. Okay, I got a question for you now. Um, some people, you'll hear the terms up bite or down bite, and they won't know the difference of what that is. And having that that bite indicator is huge on telling the difference and actually catching those fish. What's the difference between an up bite and a down bite? 
close enough bite, you'll you'll be jigging, you know, and you have if you have a spoon or, or whatever you have on your rod, you know, there'll use usually be a little bit of flex in, in the tip of your rod um when you're jigging. And a lot of panfish, like especially crappies, when they come up to feed up, they'll actually they'll actually hit that lure and all the tension will come out of the tip of your rod in the line and you'll actually like if you're not paying attention, you know, you'll lift up the jig and you'll almost think like, what happened to my jig? You know, and that, and that fish has went up a foot, you know, and, uh, and you're setting the hook versus a down bite <clears throat> fish come up and they hit that bait and, you know, and they pull the rod down, the rod loads up a little bit, you yeah. know, which is what most people are expecting. They're expecting that down bite. But if you got a good rod, you can see that up bite. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, lure weights and lure sizes play a huge part in the rod that you're going to use. You know, whether it's uh, a small tungsten or a small spoon, you know, you don't want to use a really small tungsten on a spoon rod, you know, because of, because of that. So if you're, if you're looking at a small tungsten, um, most likely you're going to be fishing panfish, whether it's sunfish, maybe crappies, uh, what rod, what type of rod are you looking for? Like a noodle rod, like you had said? I'm looking for, like, uh, me in particular, um, Tuned Up runs a, has a rod called a precision noodle, and that is their, their lighter version of a noodle rod. That rod there um, handles, you know, tungsten all the way down to, like, I don't know, I, I run two and a half, three, four millimeter tungsten on that rod, you know. Um, and then, and, and still, I mean, even, even with, you know, tungsten that small, you can still see a bite, you know, on the tip of that rod. Okay, Scott, here's the next question. Here's the next set of variables. Uh, we see rods on, on store shelves that range in length from, you know, 20, 22 inches up to 42 inches. Where does, where does selecting the right rod length come into play? You know, if you're, if you're fishing inside of a, let's say you're fishing inside of a wheelhouse, um, with other friends, you know, and you're sitting on these benches and that, you know, and that, that hole is really close to your body. You know, you don't want a 36 inch rod, you know, cause you'll have to pull your arm way back, you know, and fish into that hole. So most people that fish inside of wheelhouses or in tighter spaces, they prefer that shorter, you know, 28 inch, 26 inch rod versus a lot of people at hole hop, like myself, most of my rods are all 36 inch, you know, uh, you get outside, <clears throat> have that 36 inch rod you can actually keep the tip of that rod down towards the hole so it doesn't affect the wind as much for one thing and then also like myself uh, I prefer a longer rod myself um, because it it absorbs the head shakes on big fish a little bit better you know and speaking of big fish I know a lot of guys myself included that if I'm looking for big walleyes you know and I'm talking walleyes over five pounds that I'm going to be using ideally I'm going to be using a rod that's going to be quite a bit bigger than what you even said, you know, up in the 40, 40 inch range, 42, 44, even a 45 inch rod. If you're fishing outside, because they're very difficult to use a rod like that inside of a house somewhere. It is for sure. So we also need to talk a little bit about the line, you know, cause you want to match everything. You want to match that small tungsten jig or a large walleye spoon, whatever it is, with the rod, but your line plays an important part in it too. And for some people, the reel. You know, there's a couple different decisions you got to make with your reel too. Do you want a standard spinning reel? Do you want to use an inline reel of some kind? 
Um, and all of that plays a part in the rod system, the bait delivery system that you have. And I think when you go to buy that new rod, you got to have all that in mind before you go make that purchase if you're going to get the right setup for you. Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, if you're running, if you're running super light gear, you know, two and a half, three millimeter jigs um, on, say, a precision noodle, you know, um, you, you know, you, you can't be running six or, you know, you know, you can't run eight pound test line. Most people are running, you know, two or three pound fluorocarbon. Um, once you get something a little bit bigger, like the, the bull whip is a little bit, is a little bit stiffer rod, that particular rod set up. I'm looking for bigger crappies, bigger perch. So I'll run five or six pound test, you know, on a rod like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the, I, I guess the point is, is if you're going to go look for a rod, figure out, what it is you're trying to do with that rod and then you can get the right rod for you. And once you do that and start using that, you will never go back to just pulling a rod off the rack and start fishing. Hi, Scott, we really appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors. Hey, thanks for having me guys. Special thanks to our Gone Outdoors show sponsors, Ray Sport Marine, Adventure RV, Lakeland General Store in Denvilla, Devil's Lake Tourism, Linex of Fargo, Ion Ice Fishing and the Ion Alpha Ice Auger and Hot Hole Ice Hole Maintainer and Illuminator. Thank you for tuning in to Gone Outdoors. Follow along when you hit the ice or the woods with Gone Outdoor Podcasts at kfgo.com, kwsn.com, kelo.com, Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. Visit us at breweragreoutdoors.com and follow us on social media. Until next week, from Scotty and Kyle, we will be Gone Outdoors.